This is Supernatural Selection on DeviantBehaviorRadio.com, hosted by Kevin the Bastard. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Supernatural Selection. I am your host, Kevin the Bastard. With me is David Davis. David, how you doing, buddy? I am doing well. Uh, my third eye has opened, and I've made an important discovery about myself. Well, you can tell us about that in just a second. We also have Mike the Skeptic. Mike, how you doing? I'm a little nervous, but I okay. will deal. Okay, that's fine. You know what? You you ran the uh, the the other episode before, so just just you know go with that. Right. So before we'll be we, gentle. yeah, we'll be gentle. So before we go into that, David, what have you discovered about yourself and your third eye? Okay, I have learned that I am a Lyran starseed. That means just you just basically spewed Latin at me. Tell what, me what that what means. What is that? Yes. Okay, so here are the following traits of the Lyran Starseeds. <laughs> we are drawn to the paranormal and metaphysics. Oh shit, I might be one. We explore the physical world to the fullest, have a love of good food, drink, and music. Alright. We like to push our physical limits. We pursue dreams fearlessly. We yep. enjoy watching and analyzing social interactions. We are intelligent and know a lot about a wide range of topics. We have mm-hmm. a live-and-let-live li- let attitude. Mm-hmm. We have the freedom fighter type uh, mentality. We also may have many lovers because we enjoy the physical experiences of love, but have a hard time staying put, and we're fiercely independent. Or, you know, I'm also an I, uh, INTJ, so it's either one of those. So you fuck savagely is basically what you're saying here. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a, I'm a yeah. man of mystery. International oh. man of sexy mystery. Yep. So, um... <laughs> We'll have to we'll have to do an episode where we look at this because I, I I just stumbled onto this from a thread sorry. on X about like an invasion of cat aliens who are supposed <laughs> to fuck us into submission. Oh <laughs> my god! Okay, we all have to take this fucking test. So it's but I was gonna say it's basically assigning you know fantasy stuff to Myers Briggs. Yes, that's what it sounds like. It's like I'm an elf. <laughs> no, you're an. You're an INFJ, goddammit. Uh, so, uh, before we go on, David, quick question. Uh, yes. We have a new patron donor. Are we keeping that anonymous? No, go ahead and reveal who it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a new $20 patron donator, which means this person is now queen of the podcast, David Still, thank you so much for your donation, but the king is dead. Long live the queen. Queen Holly is now queen of the podcast. Holly, thank you so much for your donation. What you were entitled to, you're going to be getting a uh, a special cryptid drawing from David, a uh, subject matter of your choice. And you will also be getting the physical rewards in the $20 tier. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to join, this will be a fantastic way to do so. Uh, We also will be adding more uh, rewards to each tier as as we go. We'll be adding... And a new car! And a brand new car! David? Oh, we've also been talking about milestones as well. We're not yes. quite ready yet, but we are cooking we're, up some fun stuff. Yes, we're working on some stuff that will be available on the Patreon as we reach certain goals. 
Uh, admittedly, some of those will be equipment upgrades because we want to bring you the best show we have and we can. But uh, for the time being, it will be st- like one of the ideas I had is like we'll record voice uh, voicemail message or not voicemail, but like uh, ringtones. Do do an Aginos uh, voice message. Oh yes, Aginos to do. Okay, <laughs> your phone is ringing. Wouldn't it be great to have a UFO detector? I, mean, I am from the future. Oh, God, Christ, <laughs> yes. Oh, God, I love that documentary so much. It is so... Here's the thing. Once we start watching more of them, you know what? They're, they're not as insane, and therefore not as good as that one. But we're, we'll deal with that later. It was a great way to kick off the whole project. It really was. But, Holly, thank you so much for your donation. I cannot tell you how much that means to all three of us. We are extremely happy that you've decided to join us on this journey into madness. Now, (laughs) that being said, with our bit of housekeeping out of the way, this is a very special episode where we're going to talk about getting trapped in refrigerators. No, um, this is an episode where Mike has the tiller. Mike wanted to do an episode. Mike, tell us what this episode is about. So... When I was doing these mad scribbles down, I I titled this the supernaturality of skepticism, because if you think about it, skepticism isn't the natural order of things. It isn't, but I do want to say that Mm. I had an alternate title for this one, which was, well, actually, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, you're right. Uh, Skepticism is really... Not where the human mind tends to go. It tends to go for uh, JFK is going to appear. Uh, Dealey Plaza. Fucking <laughs> no, the human mind does not go there. <laughs> that is a I don't certain know. level of uh, cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, but yeah, go 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 on, Mike. So, go on. So I want to preface this by saying, full disclaimer: I'm no expert on anything <laughs> like you're a i have no no j- sheepskins i'm not yeah. uh you're a jack of all trade and master of none. yeah i i everything i learned was from a holiday Inn express and, and the internet and maybe some you know uh, encyclopedias or something like that when i was a kid sure hey oh, that does remind me did y'all ever like sit and just read the encyclopedias or was that just me that's probably just you mm, fuck you then uh, for, for, like me, for me it was wikipedia it, you, you know you just you get on wikipedia and you find yourself clicking from like one article to the next see kevin and i are oldies so yeah, yeah growing growing up, back we didn't when have I, the internet See, I oh, seriously, I, baby here. I seriously grew up with a 1968 copy of the Collier's Encyclopedia. So, like, when I did uh, reports, my teachers would send notes home to my parents, and my parents would have to be like, "Yeah, no, he just ca- we just can't afford newer encyclopedias. Just give him a pass." Oh, yeah. So, so I didn't have the internet till I was an adult. I mean, I was 20 or something, but you know. Yeah. But um, you really adopted the internet. No. Also, I want to say I'm not here to uh, poo-poo in anyone's cocoa puffs. Yes, you are. But we're gonna go. Well, no, I don't. (laughs) I don't don't want to be the Debbie Downer. Okay. I sure I point out 
<laughs> Don't give me an opportunity to use that goddamn button. That's all I'm saying. I really don't like telling, especially if I don't have proof. You don't want to shit on anybody's world. Yeah, I mean, if it, if I don't have the exact facts, I especially in real life, or I don't know the person that well, I tend to not say anything just because if I'm wrong, I'm the asshole for, you know... That's fair. Saying, well, actually. That's well, the other thing is I don't want to be the... Well, everybody I, has... Everybody has that bullshit detector too, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just you're, you have a very sensitive one. Yeah. And I, you I don't, really do. I don't and want to be. I appreciate it actually. I don't want to be a real life version of the well actually guy. I know, but Mike, in all fairness, like I know we like joke about you being the Debbie Downer, you being the Killjoy, and everything, but like you really are kind of the grounding part of this podcast that keeps us from going like way off the goddamn deep end. So I do want you to know how much that's appreciated. Yes. Well, so, I mean, And that's one of the reasons think, why we want you to do this episode. Yeah, and, I, and you know, I, I appreciate that, you know, or understand that anything like this needs multiple viewpoints. It can't be oh, just yeah. an echo chamber, you know, a circle jerk. Yeah, it just turns into me, Dave, me and David talking about the superstructure. <laughs> Before you know it, we're both QAnon members or something. Uh, yeah, oh, just just this feedback loop where you turn into just the worst versions. Yeah, we're just going to join Mr. Aggie Nost in his weird world. I'm so, already working my UFO detector. Oh, Christ. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm already working on losing my hair, so we're both working on aspects. So, Mike, let's start. Let's what see. you got for us with this? So, um, let's see. Looking at my notes. We yeah. covered most of this. Mike's got notes, yeah. and uh, I love the fact I'm, that Mike has notes. I have the notes this time. Mike has the but, notes. And also, if there was stuff out there that could be proven to me i mean i know proof is kind of it's vague these days yeah but no one would like more for this stuff to exist I yeah mean, i'm not sitting here going well i don't want this stuff to exist so therefore yeah. it doesn't yeah like if aliens showed up on the white house lawn you'd be ecstatic i'd be like oh what are they doing are yeah. they gonna kill us please don't kill us like if a dude showed up with george washington's ghost i'm pretty sure you'd <laughs> shit your pants yeah, I mean, if it, like like when we told the stories of our things, when that that I saw that glowing thing, you know, in my bedroom, I was like, "What is that?" Yeah, but and but, you know what, Mike? Here's the thing: you remind me of a Fox Mulder poster because you want to believe. <laughs> yes, yeah. you know, Mike is like the absolute version of my thing, where I said I want to believe, but I'm gonna need some proof first. That's Mike. Yeah, yeah, that's you, buddy. And I just can't, I can't ignore, you know, all the, the science, you know, the science has done so much for us. Like it does get in the way a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But it, you know, and I'll get into this a little bit later too, but science is also fantastical in its own right. It kind of is, especially when you get into like quantum mechanics and shit. But, uh, yeah. So, so one of the first, first things I want to talk about, like. In in skepticism, mm-hmm. you know, you have to realize the human mind is the most fallible data storage system <laughs> we've ever encountered. You're right, man. Look, I mean, we're going to talk about this in the future, but, like, there's an episode where I want to talk about the uh, 
Mandela effect. And like, oh, yeah. I have convinced people that Optimus Prime turned to dust in Transformers the <laughs> movie, and that didn't fucking happen. I just told them it did, and they're like, "Yeah, no, I remember that." And I'm like, "No, you fucking don't, goddamn." I think I might remember that from uh, before I even met you. Thinking that uh, Jesus Christ, Optimus dude, Prime what the to dust. fuck? Okay, maybe I'm wrong. But, maybe but it is. The- I think so. Um, it's fallible, though. It's very fallible. Um, in fact, it's very. Uh, your recollections are a very low. Have given have given very low weight in like the courts of law because of yeah, that, mm-hmm. you know hearsay and your memory have to be backed up with physical evidence yeah for you know any kind of serious you know judgment to be made your memory is basically made up of the bits your brain thought were the most important at the time which might not even be relevant yeah and you, know, you you can like especially in a in. stressful situation or you know a situation oh, right. where you're seeing something that's freaking you out yeah and it could just be you know you're just saving all these disjointed you know bits that aren't quite what you think they are yeah well, Mike. well and it's also it's also mm-hmm. how like what parts of the memory get recorded because we rely on them more so for example yeah, like right. the trickery of the eyes because we are so vision centric in the way that mm-hmm. we experience the world oh yeah that, that leads into another part of uh, the human brain is fantastic at pattern recognition oh yeah i mean it is it is probably one of the things it's best at we're really good at identifying. Like, have you ever human sat faces. on the Have you ever sat on the toilet and looked at like the tiles on the floor or the wallpaper on the wall and start seeing pictures there? You see like you know faces or okay. you know patterns. Let me ask: Are you talking about my old bathroom in South Jackson where you could see a duck face like right over the toilet holder? No, I don't. Okay. I never saw that one. Really? Okay, because like I saw that for like. 30 years of my fucking life so like yeah. i'm a little surprised no one else saw that but but yeah i mean just well, yeah it, it's like when you look at the back of a car and you see you know a face in the car yes. because the the tail lights being the eyes absolutely you know, the bumper being the mouth yeah but also sometimes in that there is like in man-made things like that there is kind of in Especially in a product they want to sell. Oh, yeah. Anthropomorphization. We will definitely encode a face, either consciously or unconsciously. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, faces are like the number one thing our brains look for in anything. Are you me? Especially especially if it's a, you know, a face that has a certain, you know, uh, expression. Yeah, showing an emotion. I'm not. I promise, I'm not going to keep interrupting you for the rest of the yeah. show, Mike. No, okay. But like, one of the things they say is that is a holdover from like our early days, where we would like search through the brush and the underbrush and the jungle, looking for a similar face. You oh, yeah. know, trying to identify either someone in our tribe or outside of our tribe in the leaves mm-hmm. so like that totally makes sense in fact and the funny thing is that is also something that gets brought up in web comics a lot yeah so because you know that's the thing 
Uh, anyway, continue. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, this is this is the discussion part of this right. topic. So yeah. I mean, but you know, it also there's the uncanny valley where you know oh we're God. so good at you know faces <laughs> that we're so good at determining a good face that when something's just slightly off, yeah, it, it makes it look alien or disturbing. David, you've been to Disney World, right? Uh, I've been to Disneyland. Disneyland. I'm sorry. You've been to Disneyland. You've probably experienced Young Candy Valley a couple of times. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing about the Uncanny Valley is it's it's a very strange spectrum because when it you're is. aiming for realism and you fall just shy of perfect realism, that's what disturbs you. Whereas if yeah. you go for something exaggerated, oh, it yeah. doesn't bother you as much. Yeah, no, like uh, Jessica Rabbit and Roger Rabbit, where they're like, "Well, we're gonna change it to where it's not like Uncanny Valley," and it mm-hmm. works. As opposed to like when we went to Disney World, Mike, and we went to Ellen's Energy Adventure. Oh God! <laughs> and we saw an animatronic Ellen DeGeneres fighting off a snake with a stick, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, first off, that is horrifying. Secondly, this is a metaphor." Well, and you know what? That's the great thing about like the Disney animatronics is like as they get better, um, the more. The the dip, the more the less human the figure is, the better the animatronics and the more realistic yeah. they feel. Like if you ever look at the video of like the Avatar ride, yeah, with uh, with the shaman, it is amazingly lifelike because it doesn't quite look human. Yeah, whereas like, like the Jack Sparrow figure, oh god, uh, is on a of the Caribbean, it feels a, strange because they're aiming yeah. for that likeness. And you know they've done a new Beauty and the Beast ride with a bell that looks like fucking amazing because it's just a 3D cartoon moving around as opposed mm-hmm. to um, a human that will make you start screaming. Yeah, and you know, I've seen pictures, never been in person, but the Madame Trudeau, the oh. wax figures, those never, like, I'm like, no. those looked horrible. Yeah. Oh, Horrifying. yeah, that that does remind me, uh, Ghost Forge, no, no, someone else in a Discord recently, uh, Firehide, brought up the fact that the Madame Trudeau stuff, uh, as a conspiracy, might be shedded reptilian skin <laughs> just with a body stuffed inside and painted to look human so that it's all just a place to use their skin. They shed their carapace, so yes. you know, they got to come with it or else turn into a flower pot. Reptiles. <laughs> I love that theory, by the way. So, Mike, what else you got, buddy? So, um, so that that's about the... Uh, the general fallibility of the human mind. So, I'm going to hold a little class here. Oh, boy. Everybody get your seats. And teach you how to be a skeptic. Woohoo! You're not my real father. <laughs> <laughs> I like that entirely too much. Well, so, you know, everyone, you know, y'all, y'all always hear don't jump to conclusions, right? Right. Well, that's easier said than done. Yeah, I mean, there was that jump to conclusions map in uh, in in, in uh, office space. You jump to conclusions. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, it's a million dollar idea. You know, I wouldn't say even I, because I'm not no great paragon or anything. But you know, even the best of us, you know, get it wrong. Yes, a lot. So yeah, I will say also that uh, knowledge, of course, is power. Knowing things is better than not knowing. 
Yeah. Thank you, Schoolhouse and, Rock. Yes, Schoolhouse <laughs> Rock. Just thinking that. But don't hyper-focus on, you know, a subject. Because, you know, having a breadth of information can give you perspective on subjects. And yeah. also another, a, a thing I like to, uh, a tenant I like to adhere to is Occam's Razor. You right. Know, if uh, once you remove the impossible, whatever remains, no matter how improbable, is probably the answer. Right. So I, I try to look at, you know, what I th- at least I think to be not possible and see if there's a explanation and another explanation so like with uh with and his uh budgie thing picture his bougie oh the puck wudgie puck wudgie yeah yeah the thing that looks like the thing from uh i don't remember what the heck it's called from mac and me (laughs) right the blurry tan blob the dog I mean, yeah. I mean, I it, the first thing I think of. Well, it's it's a house. What else could be in a house that could be vaguely that color and shape? And well, a dog. Yeah, a dog kind of fits at least to my mind. I don't know it was a dog. I don't. They say I could find out they didn't have a dog at all. Right. Um. But yeah. I mean, and it was supposed to be at like a you know a house a party. party or something. Right. So he said there were no children present. No but children. Still. But, but it, I mean, didn't it just say nothing about dogs. This makes me think of a golden retriever, the general kind of shape and hue. I hope it's a sphinx cat just to throw you off. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be, be maybe very it was a dog that didn't have its front legs. Oh uh, man, now, now those are those are. It's not sad because like I would pet the shit out of that dog. <laughs> um, well, you know, Occam's Razor and critical thinking is about the same thing. It's you know working through a problem instead of the first thing that you know uh the first thing that pops that, into yeah. your head like ghost monkeys yeah yeah like uh, like my example you, you know Kevin? the the, uh, <laughs> the the glowing thing on my mm-hmm. in my bedroom i thought right, you know right, right. is that a yeah. ghost or oh, crap is that a ghost well i guess i'm going to have to find out right what's more likely a ghost or well, my watch well, no, I I didn't know what it was until I approached it until I right, got near no. it. But but you did pro- approach it with a much more scientific well, viewpoint than I would. Well, I mean, like physically at, approach it, right? Like I would just stare at it for like fucking six hours and be terrified <laughs> until I fell asleep. I stare, or I stared at it for a good, you know, two minutes or so. Yeah, but two minutes versus six hours is a pretty good like yardstick between the two of us. But then I thought, well. If it was going to hurt me, it probably would have. See, so, I don't think I would have thought of that. So I got out of bed. Mm-hmm. See, I, I did wear glasses, so right. I think I might have grabbed my glasses. And you probably thought, man, I need to see this more clearly. And of course, when I put my glasses on and turned the light on, I couldn't see it as easily. Right, because but, it was smaller. Yeah. So, but yeah, and I, I walked up to it. So, you know, don't don't let you know the fear of the unknown stop you from figuring it out. And if you figure it out to be aliens or a Big serial Foot killer, or a serial killer, sure. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't let the fear bother you unless it's a serial killer. In which case, run. But in, in that case, also. You know, don't be afraid because, on average, how many people have died from the unknown? Do we want to talk about that? I mean, yeah. like, I'd love to 
find some stats on that. I'm David? just saying that, you know, I haven't heard of anybody that, you know, we know of. Well, so, but it depends on what you mean by the unknown, because there are people well, who have gone off into the wilderness to die. And well, the wilderness yeah. is, by, by, you know, all Definition. measures, something that is unknown. Right. Yeah, true. But, and, you know, you could be, like, hunting Bigfoot and get shot by a hunter. or. But, know. like, in your bedroom. But, yeah, you That's know. That's Wait, you don't have a closet that opens up into a void in your house? No, but I do have a closet that opens to, like, to Richard Ramirez's brain. Oh, no, that's not good. I tend to keep that closed because I want to keep my fucking blood. Okay, so Akram's Razor, and Mm -hmm. um, basically, don't be afraid of the fear. That was a very good one. I remember when I was setting something on your desk and I saw that. I was like, that's a really good thing. Like, okay, yes, you're afraid. But bravery is doing something despite that fear. You know? It's like, yes, I'm afraid. But I'm going to do this anyway because, god damn it, I got to do this. Yeah. And, you know, that all wraps into the the natural thing for, you know, if you were a person still living in, you know, a pre-modern society, Uh your reaction to the unknown would either be to run away or beat the crap out of it. You know, I... Fight or flight. Sorry, go go ahead, David. What were you saying? I was just saying fight or flight. Yeah. I was going to say, okay, run away. Yeah. And Uh, And then create a religion. Yes. Beat the crap out of it, always a good option. Yeah. Because, like, how many times did somebody see something staring up, the, glowing in the darkness, and it was a light, two points of light, and they beat the shit out of it, and then the next morning they realized they beat their prize sheep to death. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Wooly, you're dead. What did I do? <laughs> So, any any questions about being more skeptical? Basically, don't trust anything. No. I'm saying, do you have any questions for me, though? Um, David, have you got any? Yes. Okay. So, you know, sometimes weird shit absolutely happens, like weird right. coincidences. So, so, how do you how do you grapple with that? Like, for example, like sometimes fish fucking rains from the the clouds. You know what I mean? Like right. when, when you're skeptical, and there's you, sometimes and then like you're out in the yeah, like yeah. you're like my dad, you're out in the field, and suddenly fucking minnows rain from the sky. So I can't, I mean, that's never happened to me, so right. I can't really say from experience. Right. But, I, you know, I, I just have to first look at natural phenomenon and see, you know, was there like a water spout that sure. know, threw the fish up into the air? I mean, and if all those things, you know... Turn out there was a, there's absolutely no you know meteorological phenomenon that could have caused it. Um, fish obviously don't live in the sky. Um, <laughs> I love the idea that somewhere there's somebody that listens to the podcast going, "Fuck you, Mike," <laughs> just because of that one statement. <laughs> there aren't no sky fish. Goddamn, fuck you, Mike. <laughs> Goddamn, sky whales are gonna be so mad. <laughs> and also, I've. I've I think I remember a uh, a. It's vague, so I can't rem- I can't cite. Oh, sorry! I was Thank trying you. to mute myself, and I hit the wrong button. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you just shit on my. <laughs> but no, I, I remember. Please continue. I have a vague dim memory of hearing about some uh, 
fish that were found in a weird area. And it turned out uh, there had been uh, aerial firefighter water planes. I can't remember what they were mm-hmm. actually called. Like where they scoop up water yeah. and just dump it on the fire. And, and, and there happened to have been fish in yeah, that. Yeah, they had just they had scooped up some fish. and you know, Totally understandable, it unless fire. it's 1944. Because yeah, if, you're, if you're hiking in the middle of fucking, you know a park or you know some forest and there's not a lake for you know a thousand yards in either direction you find a bunch of dead fish laying there you're going to be like what the fuck yes (laughs) so right so i can i can i can understand that but again i would i would think i would be like my first few thoughts would be like trying to figure out what's the logical way where, this where the happened. fuck did this fish come from like, in a realistic standpoint yeah but and and like, also but in a pasture in scott county mississippi in 1944 45 just a shit ton of minnows falling from the and, sky and the minnows are kind of the easiest thing to think of because they're so small it wouldn't it would take very little of uh, it would take a lot less energy in a phenomenon to you know throw them into the air, whereas you talk about like, you know half pound carp or something would, would require okay a yeah lot no, bigger that, of a I totally uh, get that and it's weather. always small fish so yeah. I totally and, get that so that'd be more more uh, common but and this is just a huge but to throw like a monkey wrench into your into your thing Mike. Yeah. It's dummy thick because it's a huge butt. It's a huge dummy thick butt. Yeah. <laughs> what if God just decided there weren't enough minnows in the world and just dropped them on my dad? I would hope they would put them in a lake. Man, I don't know that God thinks that if, much. If if he can think we need more minnows, I'm pretty sure he could come to the conclusion, well, let's put them in a lake so they will live. What if he's got shitty uh bureaucracy so so i don't believe that you know animals just come from nothing i understand this and so they animals had to be born somewhere Uh uh-huh which in fish's cases some body of water Uh uh-huh and they had to get out of that body of water somehow Uh uh-huh so therefore Unless they're aliens that just like raining fish on people, which if I was an alien, I probably would do. Dude, That'd be fucking man, fun as hell. That would be- <laughs> David, think about that, man. You and me with a UFO flying all around the galaxy, just dropping but, fish on things. But if I was oh, an alien, crazy like, shit. you know what I would do? What? It'd be a blue fucking whale in the middle of Arizona. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be awesome. No, poor whale. Oh my god, that would be great! I'd I, I, do that I, in a heartbeat. Okay, I would find one of those dead ones that are already beached. Okay, I would sure, just kill yeah, yeah, like okay. the one they blew up with the uh, the TNT that time. But just you, <laughs> God, that video. Oh God, yes. Okay, so yeah, okay, so you just drop a dead whale on some fucking aliens, all right? But that would be way funnier than just minnows. Yeah, it's like if it's a uh, that. You know, I know this is just an example, but right. you know that in that yeah. example, I'd be like, well, if it is a supernatural phenomenon, I could think of much better uses of that phenomenon than just raining little fish on people. Right? Okay, but 
Can you imagine the confusion of the fucking fish? What if they're the object of the thing? Like, the fish are just like, what the fuck? Oh, my God! Well, see, I can understand that in, like, the hitchhiker's guide with the whale, but little fish, they have little brains, and their little brains can't comprehend much other than, why can't I breathe? Fuck. (laughs) I can't breathe. It's very cold. Why is there no air? Yeah, now I'm dead. I'm falling on Ted Heyman. Great. Heck, those fish. This just made me feel very sad. These yeah, holy shit. I kind of want to end it all. Mike, continue on with your fucking, well, your fucking skepticism, please. Well, 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 like I was saying, this was the Q&A portion. Anybody have right. any other questions? David, well, okay. you got I mean, I, I got more. I got oh, more. Oh, please, um, by all means. Uh, okay, so there's that idea of suspension of disbelief. So... Have you ever encountered something where it's like, logically, you know that this isn't something supernatural, but you feel like, you just, you feel that compel, you feel that compulsion to believe it or or to accept it as is? So, you know, a lot of times I have seen things in the sky that I can't, I don't know for sure are an airplane. Right. But, you know, doing that, you know, the, the, you know. Occam's razor, the the it's all things be an being airplane. equal. I'm like, that's probably an airplane. Although there are some I've seen that it's like that's more than likely a meteorite because right. it's you know just right. a very fast moving streak. Gotcha. But I mean, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I just kind of you just jump to the logical conclusion. Yeah, I I tend to think that you know what's the most reasonable right. Uh, thing it could be and like that's the hole what in I, the clouds and after that's, I mean, the explosion there's there's assumptions there i mean i am making an assumption because i don't know the facts but it's a I'm logical gonna, assumption as opposed to me and david going aliens yeah it's like like kevin and i would be you know driving somewhere like late at night and he's like what's that light and i'm like that's probably an airplane dude and then i look at it closely and i'm like right yeah fucking airplane airplane yeah mike taught me to be a skeptic on a lot of things so i I feel like he grounds you quite a bit kevin he does i need mike that's the other thing i do want to stress is that being more skeptical of things doesn't necessarily have to take the the wonderment out of the world no i mean like i have seen some shit in the sky that mike would be like I don't know what the fuck that is if he had been there or he if he'd been watching like the time we saw a light where I was like, that's really bright for a star. And me and Paul watched it for several minutes. And then it just started fucking moving. Just out of fucking nowhere. Uh, maybe well, an experimental plane. Hush, Mike. Well, I would say, you know, <laughs> the apparent motion of I'm objects. A, I'm going to punch you in the dick, Mike. <laughs> the apparent motion of objects can be very deceiving. I'm going to punch because, you in the dick. Because the... Because uh, lateral motion, you know, mm-hmm. for you up, down, left, right, to, in reference to your vision, yeah, is a lot more, you know, is more apparent than something coming straight onto you. Do you understand why I have David on the shit that's like really <laughs> bizarre, so you don't fucking shit on it? No, I, I'm, I'm joking, but like I understand, but like also, um. Just, it, it just like really it was 
it like moved at a certain speed and it like moved at another speed. Well, I'm just saying when that it was moving. So like an object yeah. coming like if it you know no, an if it's coming is at you, coming it doesn't look like it's moving or moving very slowly. And then if it turns, it's you know apparent motion is going to look like it's right. accelerating. No, I even get if it, that. Yeah. I you totally know. get that. Can you explain though the massive Christmas tree lights? Do you remember me telling you about that, Mike? No. It was like a wad of colored Christmas tree lights, just random colors moving mm-hmm. across the sky uh, from, hang on, let me think, from east to west. No correction, west to east. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw it out my window, ran out in the backyard, and saw it moving. It was literally a mass of lights just Moving like someone kicked a Christmas tree out of a plane. Are you telling me, man? Okay, that was David. What the (laughs) fuck? I mean, I would, uh, I wish you had seen this, Mike, because I would love to know what you thought when you had seen it. You would have been like, uh, yeah, I mean. Because, like, I wasn't asleep because I ran out in the yard and saw it after I saw it through the window and then ran back in and told my dad, and he was like, you were asleep. I'm like, I wasn't asleep in the goddamn backyard. Well, you might have been asleep. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. I was asleep in the backyard. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I will say that, you know, the, the atmosphere does do some crazy things with uh, optics sometimes yeah okay but like somebody told me it was so if it's a mass of lights how how big is it in relation to you like to me and how far like um so okay so three inches long so if it was right in front of your face longer than it was wide so if it was right in front of your face it'd be about three inches three inches and the colors were changing all over it and it was individual lights okay so that anything at altitude being that big i never said how high it was yeah but i would assume you would think it would be you know high enough to where i mean do you know how how high did it look i will say that i heard absolutely no noise and it was low enough for me to make out individual circular lights Mm, like, like it was like you could see. It wasn't like waves or like it was low enough that I could see individual like red, green, blue, yellow, orange, white, all that shit in it, just well, well, changing. Here, here's the thing about skepticism. Uh-huh. Like, okay, we can we can make the assumption that okay, sure, maybe it was an unidentified flying object. Sure, but because of that. Could it have been some sort of experimental aircraft? Definitely. Could it Bullshit. have been aliens? Maybe. Bullshit. Wait. No. <laughs> yes. Yes. On the aliens. Well, here, here's a problem, though. Okay. So, if it was aliens, right? We've never heard anything like that before. It, That's it true. Pertains to I have never heard of, a report of that kind of ship. So. That also kind of is weird. Even if you take aliens as a uh, given, yeah, it it no, doesn't it's bizarre. line up with anything. It it's- is really bizarre. Um, I will also say that the dumbest explanation I've had was, "Oh, you saw lightning bugs." <laughs> I'm like, the 
fuck I saw now, lightning bug. Are you sure it wasn't swamp gas off of Pelican's eye? I am 100% sure it was not fucking Pelican's in Mississippi. I mean, so... Mike, yeah. here's the thing. I'm not asking you for answers. I know. It is but, one of those things that if you had seen, you would probably be like, I have no idea what the fuck I or, just Or saw. I would have been like, oh, that's a so-and-so. That's and you a, would hate me. And I would fucking punch you in the gut for punch it. Like if we, if we went out, you know, went out driving somewhere and you saw it and we pulled over and I saw it too and I told you, oh, no, that's just a, you know, doobly-doo. And you'd be like, fuck you, Mike. I'm never talking to you again. I would never say I'm never talking to you again. What would be like you're never being on the podcast. Again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David, you got any other questions for Mike? Yeah, yeah, Mike. Okay, let, like let, let's let's be honest here. All right, we're gonna mm-hmm. get real with each other real quick. Sure. Okay. Right? So, like, what is the wackiest thing you believe? You, you know, you know the idea that like we all have these kind of like weird conspiratorial thoughts that we have sometimes that we kind right. of indulge. I think everybody has that. I don't think I'm going too crazy by suggesting that. So, do no, you have do. a wacky thought? Huh. I think I have some idea of what it is, but I want to really? see what Mike says. Because I really, you, you said drawing. something about it where like. Um, God, I can't remember what it was. It was something a few weeks ago where you said, like, you'd almost believe this. Oh, um, I don't remember. It was something really bizarre, like, um... Goddamn. It was something either political or financial. I can't remember what... I I can't remember either. Shit. (laughs) Did it involve the government doing something? Obviously. Okay, so... Um, um, it was something like... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I almost had it. It was something <laughs> like really obscure and stupid. Um, shit, I can't remember <laughs> for the life of me. But somewhere Mike was like, I could almost believe that is conspiracy. I was like, really now? Damn it, oh, I shit. wish you could shit. remember. It was something... Um, God damn it. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll change the subject and you'll remember. Yeah, no, definitely. Let's move on. But Mike did have something. So, I mean, there are, uh, so like a lot of the, not a lot, but there are some, you know, darker, you know, government and financial things that I think are true. I mean, yeah, not, not like, uh, deep state or any shit like that but uh, right but, but stuff that's kind of like plausible like you know um, right yeah. like the supernaturally tinged stuff okay i can understand the skepticism like, i mean so, like that's so a, a lot of thing. secret government programs obviously i mean yeah there's just been skunk works type stuff yeah um you know there's been a lot of secret developments that we just we don't learn about till years later and ultra um, yeah yeah and ultra all the stealth programs um I mean, there's, you know, the the usual run of the mill, you know, social media, not not social media, not on social media, but you know, the stuff behind the social media, social media bad. Right. So I think that's pretty bad. pretty much a given at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I mean, I think it is a theory. You know, as a abstract, it's not that bad, but it's just being run extremely. Uh, toxically and poorly right right um you know and the government is you know they they the government's gonna government they're they're doing a shit job at it yeah um hey I, I got just, one i got one hmm. okay did epstein kill himself hmm 
Ooh. I, I <laughs> kind of think he did. Yeah. Just because he, I mean, he had nothing else. I mean, he knew he wasn't, I think what it was is he reached out to the Clintons and like, hey man, you need to get me off. And the Clintons like, no man, we, no. we, we got our bases covered. I'm pretty sure Fuck the Clintons you. were like, yeah, yeah, we'll get you off. No, I'm and pretty they sure. Kill, they got Arkansas. No, I'm pretty sure they just told him, well, no, we there's nothing we can do for you. He got Arkansas. Yeah. And then, you know, he just he hung himself. Fair enough. Because, uh, you know, Fair he enough. had, I mean, you think about it, he was, he knew he could not get out of this. So and you're saying point, he did kill himself. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I but I, I like just think, once he realized he was fucked. Yeah, he re- completely once, fucked. Yeah, he, he realized. But, but is there like a part of you that also thinks maybe someone killed him off? I mean, I don't think it's impossible. It could okay. happen. See, that way. Okay, see, that's what I'm looking see, for. Yeah, there's a difference between <laughs> no, this is impossible, I, and uh, I don't think he did, but it's possible. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't. I think it's less likely than him. You know, him committing suicide, but. It's not unlikely. It's 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 you know a weighted. I think uh, determination. He, right. I like, just think there's a lot of people like, that needed him dead. I'm like seventy five percent, he committed suicide. Twenty five percent. Well, it's possible that you know he was arkansited. You know what? That's that's actually pretty fucking good compared to like ninety ten. Yeah. So, yeah. Those are some good odds. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I take that bet. Yeah. Hey, so. Uh, have you got anything else on your uh, agenda there, Mike? Well, you haven't asked me any questions, Kevin. I don't. I know you, though. Yeah, but the people don't. Okay. Um, this is, like, this all right. is for the people, too. All right. We've talked about, like, seeing shit in the sky. We've mm-hmm. talked about, like, political stuff. I know generally. Like, okay. What would it take for you to believe in a ghost? It would it would take a a fair bit. It would take a personal experience, I think. Like, say, hypothetically speaking, a relative showing up. It wouldn't even have to be a relative. It'd have to be All right, would, so would what would you consider? Like the scene, would it have to be like the scene from Ghostbusters with Dan uh, Aykroyd getting oh, the ghost blowjob? That would be or, interesting, but That no. is not the fucking experience I was thinking. I was, I was actually thinking uh, well, the new Ghostbusters, but, but yeah. But uh, so, no, so what would you consider the most uh, common ghost uh, encounter? Like actual ghost? Yeah, yeah like, well, like in the, in the, you know... The annals of ghost history. Yeah. The spectral apparition appearing and going about their lives with you witnessing it. I'd say something even less uh, like even less dramatic, and that would be something like uh, the, the closing of the door or the rocking of a chair. No, I'm sorry. Right. I'm uh, With that, I'm always going with it's a girl going through her period for the first time. But let's go ahead, whichever. So, so, so it feels like... If I'm sitting in a room, right? It, it depends on how the door closes. Like right. if it like okay. slams shut from fully open, yeah, I'd be like, "What the fuck? That shouldn't happen." But if the door is like mostly closed, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of things. I've been in houses where you know someone opening a door on the under the other end of the house caused enough suction to suck that door sure. the rest of the way closed. Or, okay, you know, the air conditioner turning on. 
know, create enough yeah, no, pressure. Yeah, yeah, air close, pressure close. differences. So it, that it kind of depends. Like a rocking chair. Yeah, that's a different like one. Like a rocking chair and nothing else moving yeah, around it. Kind it of thing. That's kind of a hard one because I uh-huh. can't think of any way, any reasons that it would rock on its right. own because it should be in a, you know, steady state. There shouldn't be any. Right. You know, unless right. gravity decided Inertia to fuck up and right shit. there. Mm-hmm. Or, right. Now, what about a spirit box? Like, if you hear something over a spirit box, what do you think about that? I don't know that Mike really understands what a spirit box is. <laughs> David, can so you explain that, spirit a, box? Uh, EVP okay. thing? Not yeah, exactly. So, so what it does is it sweeps through uh, radio frequencies yeah. at a super fast rate. And the idea is that in this energy static that it sweeps through, uh, spirits are supposedly be uh, able to like harness that energy and to um, speak through it. And Mike, before you answer just on a personal level, I think this is bullshit as well, but let's <laughs> okay. continue onwards. I, I would say there's I've seen some really weird electronic phenomenon. Right. Like the, the we talked about it once before the, with your dad. Up, well no, the picking up the Mexican oh, radio. Right, right, yes. On a microphone. Mexican radio. Right. I'm so, on the Mexican radio. So I mean that Whoa. Anything on the... We've so polluted the electromagnetic spectrum, I don't think I could yeah. take that credibly. That's fair. Just because it's now, so... Like, can you imagine now, you're sitting there, you think it's a ghost entrance, and it's like a 300-pound dude on a ham radio somewhere in right. Nebraska? I mean, the now, sweeping... See, go ahead. I, I would love to see you two try the uh, Estes method as an experiment and just now, see how that turns out. Explain the Estes method. Okay, so the Estes method was a um, a method of using a spirit box that was developed by some ghost uh, uh, investigation, some paranormal investigation in uh, Estes right. Park, Colorado. Okay. And the idea is that you have a person blindfolded. and Oh, is this where the one his- person asks the questions and the person who's blindfolded and deaf responds to the questions? Well, well they're not deaf. They have the spirit box. Right, and that's right, all right, can, right. Yeah, that's all yeah. they can hear. They did that what you, on yeah. uh, uh, Hellier. Hellier, yes. Yes. Now, I think that would be fascinating to see what you two uncover doing <laughs> something like that. I'm pretty sure with me and Mike, it would just turn out complete shit. I'd be like, what are you feeling? And you'd be like, Post. discount value <laughs> at Burger King. Now, see, it, it seems silly, but I would love to do the Estes method myself. Because oh, no, I'd love to do it. There's something absolutely interesting about that. Yeah, no, I'd love to do it, but I'm just saying, like, with me and Mike, it would be like an Abbott and Costello routine from the psychic world. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And also, I'd, I'd have, I have kind of qualms about the, uh, the, the sweeping radio frequency, because that doesn't seem like it would produce much of anything i would i would definitely be more inclined to believe something i heard on a static am radio or like a ham radio frequency it would definitely have to be am because am is so primitive that well like um, i'm talking about like world band well yeah but but am radio you can pick up am radio on you know like just your teeth yeah i mean (laughs) Lucille Ball said she was picking up AM radio on her dentures. I'm trying to remember what Mythbusters said about that. I'm Um, pretty sure it's whatever you feel about it. But Um. but I but AM radio is so so primitive that it doesn't take much more than you know someone's uh, bimetallic fillings to pick it up. 
I mean, yeah. you don't even need a battery yeah. in some cases to make a crystal radio. Right. So, I mean, heck, they were making them in like World War One trenches. That's true. So, I, 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 I could see if there are ghosts, they could, you know, somehow modulate. Uh, AM. Well, the EM spectrum. So, right. So, right, it's right, just, right, just right, understanding right. about how what the difference between AM and FM are. So, want me to discuss this? I can tell yeah, you. Science corner. Please go so, for it. Science so corner. AM, AM is amplitude model, modulation. Right. Whereas if you think about the radio wave, it's you know a wave form, just like a, a sound wave is. And uh, AM radio just makes that wave peak higher. So therefore, the uh, the wavelength doesn't change, but it's basically getting louder and quieter. So the like height a, like and a the speaker bottom so, of it. So yeah, so more. it's it's basically sound waves, but in a radio format instead of a sound format. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Whereas sure. FM is frequency modulation. So you ever notice when you're tuning an FM station, you get bleed through. Like if you if you on a on a analog dial radio, you turn it a little past, and it's you still hear some of the uh, station but you get a lot of static, too, on it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's because it's using a frequency spectrum. It's not just on one frequency. It's, you know, this... this it's say over if it's, a range. Yeah, say if it's the 100, you know, it's the channel 100. It's actually like, say, you know, 99.5 to 101 or 100.5, that frequency. It's modulating... Instead of amp, you know, modulating the amplitude up and down. If you're looking at the waveform, it'd be the peaks and valleys that are modulating. Here, it's the frequency modulating, so the amplitude stays the same. The peaks and valleys stay the same. Just they get closer together and further apart as they're right. uh, to to produce the sound. Right, and the reason right. FM won out in the AM FM war was because of basically just sound quality. Yes, like sound quality AM, and. Uh, distance you can get further distance because with am the further you go away from it the weaker it is it gets weaker but that weakness also degrades the quality too whereas fm it's it's a solid quality you can get a very faint signal but because the modulation is in the frequency that frequency is still there whereas not your whereas in am you lose that uh Hey, hey mike modulation yeah Mike, hmm. I'm helping. Yes, you are. I'm just saying. I know. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, but so, just, so I knew that, something. So in that case, you know, like I was saying, I could see AM being, if there are ghosts, AM being the the business because it would just be like it'd be like sound, but in an electromagnetic. It's uh, easier to disrupt as well. Yeah. In a lot of ways, but, because like. Like you said, like we've got a fucking microphone cable and we're picking up Tijuana, right? But uh, if but uh, if a well, ghost is trying it? to communicate, it would make more sense for it's basically when it's talking, its voice to instead of being you know vibrations of sound, it's you know if it is an energy being, it would be you know vibrations in a radio wave and that right. radio wave you know that, being, like being they, they're being right. so synonymous being basically the same waveform structure just in different uh mediums 
Now, David, now, you were now, about here's to my say question. Yeah. Here's my question. Okay, so I'm I'm not an expert on how spirit boxes work, but part of the way that it works is it's because it's uh, going through uh, signals so rapidly. So yeah. it'd be like taking that kind of knob and just like taking like a, a power drill mm-hmm. and just turning that knob with a power drill, and that's yeah. that's why it's so dramatic when you get those voices over the spirit box because it's it's talking over. Uh, going through over like hundreds of frequencies. Yeah. To, I, my problem so with I'm, that is yeah. that the the spirit, whatever was trying to communicate, would have to match that that change cadence because it's sweeping through all these frequencies, and so a frequency is nothing more than the uh, how close those peaks and valleys of the wave are together. So you're just yeah. looking through all those. It'd be like Hmm, trying to think of an example. It reminds here. me of like a flip book. That's what like I'm envisioning the, the spirit box process like a flip book. How you have these hundreds and hundreds of little singular images, and then when you're speeding through it, then you get the the motion, and you you get a larger piece. So that that's how I'm envisioning how this works. But I'm not I'm not an expert. I think we should like look into this to. I think that'd do be like a great idea. On, those Mike, tools, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Mike, why don't you uh, kind of make a note about that, and we can come back and actually like really go in-depth about how ghost tools work from, like, an outside. You're a ghost tool. A, you're a ghost tool, motherfucker. But, like, I think that'd be a great idea because, yeah. like, you know, is, like, was a ghost hunter, and I would love to hear, like, I've heard his his view on it. I would love to hear your view on it in a more sure. in-depth manner. How's that right. sound? Sure. Okay. I'm helping. You're helping. <laughs> That would be great because, like, I'm just sitting here going, man, Mike has, like, fucking answers and shit. And, like, all I, I ever go is, like, well, what do you think about this? I'm like, well, I think fuck you, and I'm right. I mean, I, like I said, I have approximate answers. I, I'm no expert, but uh, I have approximate knowledge of many things. <laughs> I was hoping you'd go there. So, you, you've watched a few episodes of Bill Nye. Yeah. You know yeah. What you're talking about. So, have you got anything else, Mike, so, in your notes? So I also feel that, you know, a lot of people are are kind of jaded to science as, you know, think their source shame. of their uh their wonderment. Mm-hmm. Because science and not just science. Science. I mean is science magical. is such a big thing. It's and when people say science, a lot of people immediately shut down thinking, Oh, it's you know, something complex. This is something. going to ruin my thing. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, you use it every day. I mean, it's, yeah, it's enriched everyone's lives. And I mean, shit, science is when you fill the bathtub and you stop so you can get in and it doesn't fucking spill over. Yeah. I mean, and that's knowledge, but yeah, science increases the knowledge. In fact, the other day I realized, so, you know, there's yeah. the, that parable about uh, Archimedes sitting in the tub. Eureka! For a long time, especially since I heard that as a kid, I always thought, were they that dumb that they didn't realize the bathtub overflows? No, it's more of he realized why it did. Well, no, it, he. It, no. I, I realized it's that he realized he probably was working on the problem of how to measure volume. And he was like thinking, well, if I measure like all the sides of an object and all this, and he probably sat down in the bathtub and it overflowed. And he's like, what if I just submerged it? and see how much water it displaced. Right. I mean, and that's what it is. It's that's the yeah. theory of displacement is that right. you know, 
you just submerge an object, you fill you know, a container all the way full and you submerge it in whatever it displaces, that's the volume of the object. Yeah. So that's science. That's, and that's all science is, is questioning and validating. It's what, how did Adam Savage put it? It's, uh, it's damn it. I can't remember. He he put it very succinctly once and I can't remember for the life of me what he said. It's something like, uh, you know, playing around, but also, you know, writing it down. Yeah. 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 So, it's it's done so so many interesting especially the last like it always seems like the last 10 years have had so many improvements and so many new things come out like um i'm reading constant things about like covid-19 stuff like uh the vaccines that the so the uh mrna vaccine that moderna uses moderna and pfizer both use right that is it's not something like super new, but it's something that they'd been uh, working on for a long time and it happened to line up with. The no, problem, no, actually right? no? it was two scientists. I can't remember their names. I should have done research on this, Bob but this and is Steve. This is something I just thought of off the cuff. So Bob and um, Steve. Yeah. It was actually one of them was a lady. So, uh, Bob and Steve at, but, uh, <laughs> but no, uh, actually I mean, the, the think the lead researcher on this was a lady. If I remember correctly, Steve um, and Bob, but uh, for years had been trying to get grants on this and was just getting enough grants to get by and, you know, do some papers on, but never could get, you know, a research team, get enough money to get a research team and do all this. Um, but, you know, with COVID, they were looking at, you know, because for a long time, vaccines were just unknown quantity. We didn't really need new methods of making vaccines because, you know, they the, com- the common cold, you know, I mean, not the common cold, the, the flu. We you know, have the vaccines for that. Yeah. We're just, you know, diff, you know, evolu- evol- evolving them every year because, you know, the flu is just a nasty, evolving motherfucker. Yeah. Um, and all the other vaccines, you know, pretty much killed everything they were, you know, designed for. Don't have to worry about smallpox or rubellum or mumps or measles. So right. why really evolve those vaccines much? other than to reduce their side effects. But yeah. with COVID, it was a big opportunity for new vaccine research. There was a lot of money being thrown around. So one of the things was this uh, mRNA vaccine uh, finally got funded. And it, it could be a game changer in a lot of therapies. So like, they needed the money and they finally got funded, huh? Yeah. Hmm, sounds like a conspiracy to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm but not I mean, going there. I actually, cons- I'm going to interrupt you real yeah. quick. There's a podcast I'll listen to for ages that I love to death called uh, Mysterious Universe. And they took such a hardline anti-vax stance because they're like, I'm not letting my family get injected with a stupid new experimental vaccine that I Is had. Is chimney sweep? They're Australian, and I can't do an accent right now. Um, But the point is, they piss me off so bad with their anti-vax stance, uh, saying it's so experimental and blah, blah, blah. It's all brand new and everything that I I had to cancel my Patreon support. I had to cancel my subscription. I was like, you guys have just completely lost me with this. So, like, 
Yeah, no, Mike's science has infected me in a lot of ways that I had to like abandon these guys. Oh yeah. no, but um, but no, I mean, there's there's talk. There's already uh, clinical trials for a uh, AIDS vaccine yeah. based on the mRNA. I, tech. I heard and, about uh, that. There's promising uh, cancer research for it too. All because we had this global pandemic. So, yeah. like, there there are some positive things. And apparently this new, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, this new Omicron variant yeah. that's going around. Uh, it is more infectious, but it's less deadly, and the symptoms are less Other- severe. And the reason for that is fucking evolution, because if it doesn't kill the host right off, yeah. it can live. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, that, that's, yeah, death host death for a virus is the non-ideal it's, it's situation. not a good place for it to go so this is right. kind of like we're reaching we're starting to reach an equilibrium while well, yes omicron's terrible it, it it may be where we need to go well you can also say that you know um it's not a great thing in the long run because no. it could just become you know we'll have the, like flu, the flu and covid yeah It'd but flu, cold flu and COVID season, people. Yeah, but it's more survivable. Well, yeah, as a species, like that. You know, I'm just saying, like it's better than everybody fucking dropping dead when you get it. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, the the odds of that were pretty low anyway. I mean, well, the COVID was not. I mean, it was bad. I mean, it was, don't get it's me wrong. Bad. It's bad. Um, but the 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 chances of death were low-ish i mean they were kind of on the they were borderline you know they were not great no yeah but but i think that's the problem is it was so the the death rate was low enough that people could shrug it off and that was kind of a bad thing Yeah. yeah well that's a given but uh, so guys, Mike, have you got anything else? We've been yeah. going for an hour oh, and yeah. fifteen minutes. Oh, damn. Well, let me blast through my page <laughs> yeah. notes because I'd hate yeah. to have written them for nothing. No, no, please do, please so, do, because uh, we'll go for two hours if we had. As I said at the beginning of the series, episodes will go as well, long as they have to, and we do have questions at the end of yeah, this. We do, we do have a lot of dead air to cut. Right. Okay, that's fair. So, uh, so like the current space race, it's really taking off. Um, you know, Pun the privatization, intended. yeah, uh-huh. unintended, uh-huh. Well, not, not really, but I'll go, I'll okay. take that credit. Take that. Um, um, you know, with the privatization, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Elon Musk as a person, but I do like sure. SpaceX. Um, I do wish they wouldn't work their engineers to death, but you know, that's, and he's, that's he's spurring culture. them on to keep doing it too. Yeah. Um, and that just, you know, as a kid, it was one of my favorite things as a kid was, you know, space. Oh, I, I love me, the space shuttle and yeah, David, rockets. Let, let me tell you, this motherfucker, the first time I met him, he had like a box of Legos in the closet that had like rocket ships all over it. Uh, yeah. It's it like those old school. It wasn't really rocket ships. It's like that old, like kind of Buck Rogers-y right. theme, you know, sci-fi. Did you have those, David? Space Legos, yeah. The first Lego set I ever got, it was either a Pirates Lego set or it was a Space Lego set, and I don't remember which. Yeah. Um. So, I'm just and just seeing, you know, what what's like seeing a rocket land that was just like mind blowing to me. We're talking about the SpaceX, SpaceX landing, yeah. yes. Yeah. No, the first so time the they nailed one of those, I was like, holy shit, they did it. The fact that like 
all pretty much every I think every maybe there was one, but ninety nine percent of their launches this year were on reflown boosters. So the I think there was one like a some uh, DARPA payload or something that was on a new booster, but um, that that just you know blows my mind. Yeah, and the fa- and the fact that it's like I mean private company in this sense is kind of ambiguous because they do have they have gotten a lot of nasa and government money but yeah but they're still they're owned still, by a private still not, company they're still more private than you know nasa well than what nasa was doing and uh lockheed Boeing, martin lock martin boeing yeah both basically yeah. just their only customers are or the, the biggest part is the, is the government um other other fantastical sciences, you know, you don't think about much. You have a pocket supercomputer. No, I think about that all the goddamn time. Oh, yeah. I grew yeah. up back when the most advanced thing I could get my hands on was the little LED football game. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the, I mean, it's even worse than that. It's even more than that. Like the the your smartphone has more processing power than that probably existed in the whole world. Oh, I know. In like the 1980s. Oh, I know. This thing puts a crazy supercomputer from way back to shame. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they, hey, I mean, they weren't, I mean, they were just not as far as we have it now. Very powerful, like a cray. Right. Like when I was growing up, a cray supercomputer, like the most powerful computer. And it's shaped ever. like a C. Yeah, and and it had probably about as much processing power as like, uh, mm. let's say, probably a PlayStation Two, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just picturing a Cray running Battlerina Toshinden. Yeah. Um, I would admittedly, it's completely different, you know, computational no, I, workloads. I, I but, gotcha. I but gotcha. And and the other th- another thing that you know. For a long time, you know, I was also kind of into cars growing up in, in my That's you know, given. Adolescence. That's a given. Well, the holy grail of cars, like they were always uh-huh. saying, you would never see a thousand horsepower streetcar. It just can't happen. It's physically impossible. You know, dragsters can do it, but they're running, you know, these exotic, very, very nasty fuels that, you know, just explode in anything other than the most precision instrument admittedly you can't really i mean other than a, than a, a hyper car you can't buy a thousand horsepower car but there's a couple of youtube channels i watch that easily make a take a, a chevrolet v8 and slap turbos on it and make a thousand horsepower no problem I interesting mean, it's, I didn't it's know just about that. it's just something that and, and even even your most vanilla cars in general take what was would be considered like the slowest cars today. They can run rings around even what are considered quick cars from the seventies and eighties. Oh yeah, like a okay. Toyota Camry right now is faster than a lot of what we consider muscle cars from that era, which is hilarious in a lot of ways. <laughs> um. Can you imagine one of those things going up against like the uh, General Lee, oh, and the dude yeah. boys just going, "What the fuck?" This little Mazda just zipping by. <laughs> I love that. What else do you got there, buddy? Um, and just that. Have you ever watched videos of like uh, 
like superstructure, like giant ships or something being built. Oh God, that is amazing yeah. to me. Just I mean the sheer size of the ship. Soft, squishy little grubs of us can not only can we build these giant, you know, multi ton behemoths, these things that are millions of tons. I mean that's a staggering number right there. A ton is a lot right millions of them in one place and one thing that we make move yeah is a lot well i always like the uh like i i used to watch a lot of uh uh science channel and i always loved watching those ones about those like mega drills that bore through mountains mega structures how how huge those drills are and like just the amount of like water and oil that goes into boring out these mountains with these huge fucking drills. This reminds me of something you said, Mike, hmm. which is just you look at these giant things being constructed and basically we just threw a pile of monkeys at it. Yeah, no, they're just, you know, a bunch of semi, semi <laughs> smart We're monkeys. literally the doozers. <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for Godzilla oh, to come and eat our oh, buildings. Down at Fraggle Rock. Yeah, Jeez. no. <laughs> Some giant thing eating her structures. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, seriously, though. It's a bunch of little tiny, tiny, smooshy things building giant metal things that could kill us. I mean, not even just. I mean, I mean I'm not talking about, like, weapons. I'm talking about, like, if yeah. they fell on us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. There's We're just fucked. Easily yeah. paced. Thank God they don't have brains, though, you know? Well. Shut up, Mike. Don't make me worry. AI. Shut up. And that's that's another sound. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's another thing I learned about recently was I never really understood how, like, AI algorithms worked. And just, I, I can't really describe it too well right now, but just learning how. So, so you hear about them when they're training AI, right? And so, yeah, isn't it like when they do those uh, awesome the things? So, yeah. So, like, well, no, it, I mean, it, like, where it's like, please select this everything in this picture that has. Oh yeah, a car. yeah, that's that's AI training. That's yeah. just distributed. That's that you're basically sanity checking the AI. So what they're going, what they're doing with mm-hmm. that information is take what you selected and compare it to what their AI selected. And then they're like, well, okay, we need to tweak these values. Yeah. Now, here's a scary thing. Imagine one of them passing a bluff check. Oh, shit. No oh, the, are you a robot? Oh, that that's common. I don't yeah, have no. The but, first time a robot can get on, like, Pornhub, we're fucked. So, so I always wondered how, how this AI stuff is able to run. If it takes so much computational mm-hmm. power... To uh to run, how is it like working on your smartphone or your uh, video card or something? So right. what it is is that all that computational power is really going ha- is necessary for the training. So the AI algorithm has a couple of variables that uh that it uses to work its problems, and it's finding out those variables that are that are uh optimal for your workload that is the real problem but once you find those variables the ai algorithm is able to run on fairly cheap hardware 
just to do that problem. Like, you know, obviously you're not going to take a image recognition AI and have it, you know, um, crack passwords or something. But once but they it's trained, expect children to do that in schools yeah, yeah, for once, some reason. Once, once the AI uh, algorithm is trained, right? It you can just let it loose and it'll do its thing for you know a fairly cheap amount of horsepower. So that's why we're able to have right. stuff like you know good optical character recognition or verb heck, right uh, speech recognition. That's a great one because have any of any of you used uh, the original Dragon Naturally Speaking? No, but I know about no. it. That thing but was yeah. garbage. Yeah, like it was so terrible, and I didn't realize that you know the more lot, you use it. Well, no, no, that was just classical programming it um it you trained it but you trained it the way you trained it is it couldn't recognize say you know if you started doing an accent or something if or if you said it just slightly wrong enough because nobody says the same word you know exactly alike every time right so So, uh, what you're saying is that you could really confuse dragon if you just suddenly became irish you had to read paragraphs of uh text that it knew what it was to train it oh god Whereas, yeah mean, okay but that's you know, a with nightmare your, with your like i don't smart, even want to raise children and you're telling me to raise a robot yeah but your smart device you know you don't even have to train those anymore really well google's still pretty doy doy well in a lot of ways i don't know i mean i haven't had much problem lately do you know how many times Google goes, I have no idea what the fuck you just said. Could you say that again? <laughs> Maybe you should try talking without mashed potatoes in your mouth. Shut the fuck up, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and, and I mean, the AI stuff does worry me. I mean, not to get conspiratorial on, on Oh, you, please but, do. But oh, we'll uh, do an episode on the singularity at some oh, point. Oh, yeah, but, no, but please do. Go but ahead. It is like, but like everything powerful, it has... The potential. Uh, the potential to be abused and misused. And, you know, just, it's going to happen. By the Don't way. Don't know how, but we'll yeah. figure it out one day. By the way, I'm just going to throw this in there. If anyone out there listening has ever wondered what it's like to ride home with Mike from work, <laughs> this entire episode is like being on a road trip with Mike. Um, this is what it is, basically. You talk about something, Mike tells you some stuff. You bring up something else, Mike tells you a hell of a lot more stuff. It's really interesting. Oh, I'm glad it's interesting and not infuriating. I, I am having fun. I, um, I, I am, did, too. I didn't expect it's, a crash course in radio yeah, no, technology. But. Mike's in, every conversation with Mike is like going like to um, the lowest budget school you can, but still learning. It is, <laughs> is really cool. Uh, have you got anything else you want to cover, Mike, before we uh, go to questions? I think it's time for questions. I think it's time for questions as well. We Question put, time! Yeah, we put out... Hang on, let me... Before we start that, I'm going to check real quick on Twitter, see if we got anything else. David, could you do the same since yeah. you also tweeted a thing? Uh, I am uh, now being followed by Lack. Which is not a question, but awesome. Yeah, lack is great. Yes, I'm being followed by several people that were not following me before, and that is 
freaking awesome. I cannot tell you how awesome that is. So uh, let's go with questions on my end. We've got a lot in the questions for the show thing. If you would like to join our Discord, please head to supernatpod.rocks and click the Patreon link at the, not Patreon, Discord link at the top. Also click the Patreon link, too. Yeah, that, too. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming on there. So, uh, first question from Ghostforge, which we've kept multiple from several people. The first one is... Friend of the show, Ghostforge. Absolutely. Ghostforge is an awesome (laughs) dude. So, uh, what topics do you fundamentally find difficult to be objective about? And I'm going to go first with any kind of right-wing conspiracy. I'm just going to go with that because, like, it's always like the lizard people are Jews or something that, like, anything that basically you can't rationally argue against because a person won't see sense, I have a problem with, you know? Yeah. I can't be objective with with that. Yeah, like the whole, like, we're talking about the JFK Dallas thing. Mike, what about you? I mean, I'd go a little more narrow, like um, QAnon. God. QAnon, yeah, QAnon is just okay. all like I, I I watch and read QAnon stuff for laughs because it's just so bad so shit insane. insane. Yeah, um, you're cool with the lizard people though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Mike's cool um, with the lizard boys. I'm His so- bumper sticker is Ike is my homie. Yeah. So, so by <laughs> by objective, we're talking about like trying to you know see like both you, sides. Yeah. And, like Ghostforge yeah. also says, I'm guessing it's probably stuff like Time Cube and Ike's lizards. I mean, which that is that is a very good guess, Ghost. That I mean, is that is that is like right up there at the fucking I mean, a top. A lot of a lot of conspiracies in general, just because yeah. it's everyone's so bad at keeping a secret. Like the. For me, I'm going to put, like, right up at the top, the military alien industrial complex (laughs) is, like, the hardest fucking thing for me to deal with. Mike, you're saying QAnon, right? Well, I said, yeah, I said QAnon. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. David, what's yours, buddy? If I'm going to narrow it down, I'm probably going to say, like, the whole lizard people thing because, again, it's just codifying uh, hatred. All fucking Jewish people. That is all it is. All anti-Semitism. Yeah. Yeah. It's anti-Semitism all the way down. (laughs) I'm not a fan of anti-Semitism. Yeah, it's it's like the turtles. I want to be put on record. I am not a fan. None of of us are fans of anti-Semitism. So, Blue Canary Kit has asked, Obverse, what topics always make you skeptical? I'm going to go with what I said already. Um. Yeah, the military and alien industrial complex is just. I cannot. Fucking, no! You saw pretty lights in the sky, and you had to have a fucking backstory for it. Um. You got anything, David? Like I, I can buy into ghosts. I can buy okay, into sure. yes, aliens. Mm-hmm. The thing that I am always skeptical about is like government conspiracy. Like if it involves the government, like I tend yeah. to kind of like tune out. I'm Which like, is no, what I, yeah, that's basically yeah. what I was talking about, Mike. Yeah, 
I mean, all of it. <laughs> just fucking all of it, Mike. You're 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 skeptical about every goddamn well, one. Brings up the most skeptical I could probably be is about cryptids. In really? Aw, dude. I mean, other than other than what about Jet oh. Horse? Other than Bigfoot? Okay, that's fair. All right. I mean, okay. Bigfoot is like the one I want to. I could give the most pass to just because it seems yeah. the most credible. Okay, but. You know, Chupacabra. No, even uh, I have problems with Chupacabra. Uh, come on, name me something. Come on, I can't uh, think of uh, Dover Demon. I don't even know what that is. It's a gray with orange eyes. Spring Hill Jack. Spring, you know. Okay. Matt, Irving Mothman. Irving yeah, Mothman, Mothman. Attorney at Law. Uh, the, uh, the, 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 yeah. All, all of them, just, they're just so. Except for Bigfoot. Yeah, well. Even Bigfoot to a but degree. Even Bigfoot, but he's less so than the others. Okay. Mike, I want you to know that if you ever met Bigfoot, I'm pretty sure he would give you the warmest embrace and like the I, gentlest fondling. I, I, I do believe in the uh, sack squatch, though. The sack squatch? Oh, sack squatch. Yeah, he, he's the guy that dresses in the uh, Sasquatch uh, outfit but plays a saxophone in the woods. Oh, that dude's awesome. Yeah, yes. I believe in him. Chet had another question specifically for you, Mike, and we've got quite a few that are specifically for you. <laughs> I feel targeted. You sh- <laughs> fucking should, goddammit. So, for Mike, what's the first thing you remember being skeptical about? My oh, God, I don't know. Was it Santa Claus? Tell me I it think, was Santa I think, Claus. I think Santa Claus. So I was not skeptical. I, I remember when I realized Santa Claus wasn't real, though. Uh-huh. Wait, it's not real? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Sorry. God damn let, it. Let the cat out of the bag there. Shit. Um, <laughs> oh, my life's been a lie. But, uh, <laughs> I have to end it. But Kevin, didn't you say you had Santa Claus like in your attic or something like that? What? I thought I thought there was something between about you and Santa Claus. I that- thought he was in my attic for a while because I kept hearing things moving before I realized it was squirrels. Well, I thought that was, I thought that you had some beef with Santa oh, Claus. Oh no, I always claimed he was dead in my attic and yeah. told people at school that, but that's okay. different. Okay. But that uh, was me being an asshole. Okay. That's not skepticism. <laughs> that's being an ass. Okay. But no, I mean, I found the uh, presents in the back of my parents' closet. Well, my parents always, thing. when I did that, my parents always told me, well, Santa comes early. Yeah. And I was like, but, oh. But I didn't ask them because I didn't want to be, you know, obviously. You didn't want to be that jerk. Well, I wasn't yeah. supposed to be snooping. Oh, so. yeah, that too. So when Ooh. I opened up, you know, exactly what I saw in the back of the closet, I was like, oh, I see. And it said from Santa Claus. I'm like, oh. You I see what you did there. Assholes. No, I wasn't mad. You know, okay, I was like, that's fair. I was like, I got what I wanted, so it's not like you know, I could be that mad about it. Sure. I mean, you just, also kind of have to like it too, though, because yeah. it's like you know, they, they care and they're trying to build yeah. some sort of illusion yeah. well, for you to. They're, they're trying to put some joy into your life, Mike. Just accept yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dave, I, David, what were you the? What was the first thing you were skeptical about? If any, you know, I I really. I really don't know. I think mm-hmm. the first thing I was ever skeptical about was probably a cryptid of some sort. Where I'm like, ah, it's probably not real. But I've come, I've come around to some of them. But yeah. Like, um, it wasn't I until love that I got, you were like, skeptical, and now you're like, no, oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, and it, it's the thing. Like now, I, I, as I got older, I was again like kind of like getting more skeptical of like the whole government thing. Like you right. know, it, it was a secret government operation, and then, right. then of course I find out about MK Ultra, and then it's like, well, <laughs> shit. Now I don't know oh, what I believe God. anymore. <laughs> what is even real anymore? I don't even know. 
you know what mine was? Hmm. Easter Bunny. Because, I mean, like, okay, Santa Claus. It's a dude with a beard. Maybe he has, like, some kind of magic. But I'm not believing in a a giant rabbit that brings... fucking shits eggs giant I'm, rabbit that brings jesus chocolate yes do they I'm, ever establish that the easter bunny is the one who makes the eggs though i don't know that we've established like, what's the canon of the easter bunny here? that's the thing there's no canon like you don't have like easter carols <laughs> so to like it's get all it drilled in your fucking head yeah now i love that uh ghost forge uh, responded to both of those questions with its Oregon energy crystals. <laughs> I thought that was very funny because, like, me and Mike have personal experience with Oregon energy crystals. We're going to talk about that in a future oh, you episode. Them together? Oh, yeah. All fuck the time. No. What the <laughs> fuck? Did, look, you need to stop sneaking into my room. That's all I'm saying. No, no. We, right? it's, it, it's, got, it's at the same time. It's. It has to be at the same time or it doesn't work. Oh, God you damn it. You have to chant as you do it. You have to look into each other's eyes. And it has to be hard for my contact. Oh, yeah. God. I'm doing this for you, buddy. So, Holly. Oh, God. Holly, our newest patron, asked for Mike, what's it like to be the Killjoy? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm and not the Killjoy, am I? Ghost Forge, my dad also wants to know this question. Like I said, I try not to be. I know. I, mean, I try. You try so hard, and, you know, sometimes. I, I don't want to be the buzzkill. I, I, I know you don't. But also at the same time, I have this competing urge to, like, for people to gain knowledge. No, I understand because like we yeah. see so much stupidity in the world from working retail that we're like fucking think. Yeah. Well, and Kevin, you made a really good point. You know, sometimes you try so hard, you get so far, but at the end, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> God, God fuck you! Oh my God! Oh, I've already drank <laughs> my hurt. booze. Fuck. Um. So yeah, Holly also has some other questions. Mike, when has your skepticism backfired? Oh, geez. Um, Never. He's perfect. <laughs> God, hell no. Yeah, I that's wish. it. That, that would be the great answer, but it's not true. Um, I'm sure it has. I mean. Yeah. Um, but I mean, not in living memory. <laughs> no, I can remember a few times. Like, this is when I was young, real young, obviously. I do. I think I got that, you know, beaten out of me early. Not beaten, literally, but <laughs> beaten, but uh, fucking brick. driven out of me early when I would make assumptions. Like I remember a few times telling my brother something that I just assumed, uh huh, and turning out to be wrong. I was like, God damn! Right. I guess I shouldn't, you know, just jump to conclusions. Like that dumb kid that lived across the street from me that said cartoons were acted live action on stage in real time. <laughs> I was like, are you stupid? So, so you know, straight yeah. on the animator's wrist. So, yes. <laughs> so, I, so I learned to, you know, try to at least have a Temper. plausible right. uh, mm-hmm. explanation for what uh-huh. I'm, the shit I'm saying. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, I mean, I'm sure it's happened. I mean, I'm not, yeah. not perfect. I'm not going to say that at but all. But, like, it but, has like you have been wrong obviously oh of course god god knows i have been i mean and it's probably you know i try to make it 
on the little details. I try not to shoot my mouth off if I don't know at least broadly what I'm talking about. As opposed to me who lies with every solid <laughs> breath that he takes. I mean, uh, I, I probably get the details more wrong than the sure. broad strokes, but right. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not perfect by any means. I'm not going to sit here and say that. Well, Holly also wants to know if you're the designated driver. I used to be. Yeah. Now, not so fucking much. I mean, I I didn't really. So, I mean, I haven't done it in a couple of years, but uh, one of the things I always did, I've done since 2012 was go to Dragon Con. And I didn't oh, really, yeah. I didn't really drink before Dragon Con. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's but, like a disease because it definitely fucking infected me. Like this podcast helped, and it didn't help that I got a job at a liquor store. So. Uh, yeah, that's kind of hit both of us. Um, oh, shit. But I mean, don't worry, we're not going to kill anybody. <laughs> but yeah, I'm. I, so basically, no. Unless someone asks uh, I mean, you to be. But for a long time, I was. Like, you know, you people were. would go, mm-hmm. and I would be the DD. And, yeah. I mean, we didn't go to bars or anything. Right. But if we're going to, like, someone's house or something. Yeah. Um, I, I I've been there. I remember. And also, I do have this have the thing where, uh, I know my dad had it, too, where I'm more comfortable driving than I am as a passenger. So, Mike's always, he will not let me drive him to work. I, it's not that I won't let you, but no, you, you, you don't. Believe Mike, in aliens. Mike, I asked you if I could drive you to work, and you said no. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, don't I just, fucking tell me you see, you won't see, let people. I'm, I'm wrong. Hey, there we go. Um, yeah. So, but I, in general, you seem to not want to drive as much as I. Yeah, but there have been times where I've offered and you've been like, oh, fuck no. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck no, you're not driving me to work, you ass. Because I, you know, I'm not in control, so. Yeah, you're sitting there going, fucking no, you, hell no. (laughs) So, Holly has another question. Mm -hmm. Have you ever. question. Yes. Have you ever encountered something that didn't make sense to your understanding of reality slash the universe slash physics? I mean, there have been a few things, and 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 I'm pretty sure we talked about like that meteor thing. Yeah, so that yeah. that was that that hole in the clouds. That was mm-hmm. my best edu- uneducated guess. I can't say right. educated because you know all my education past high school has been you know self self taught. But we don't need no education. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, my best guess was a meteor, and I don't right. know, but. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of things. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna say with hundred percent. I'm not gonna say absolutely it was a meteor. Right. But I'm gonna say that's the thing that fits the evidence the best. But sure. that's yeah. scientists in general. Yeah. I mean, but what has really stumped you? Uh, gosh. Anything like I that mean, your, bright your flash Chris, or your Christmas lights thing that that stumped what? me. What this question? Your, your, your oh, ball of that. Christmas lights. Right. Okay. I thought you meant like the fact that I choose colored lights over white lights on my Christmas tree. Oh, no. I like colored lights too. Okay. Hell best. yeah. Yeah. No, we got them strung up around the room right now. I, white light people are weird. I'm not going to say that, but <laughs> like, it's your, definitely not my thing. Because you're a fiance, but. Shush. I mean, no, I, I, the white lights I have. Uh, right. I could see some uses for, but I don't like that sure, exclusively. Landing strips. Yeah. But, but um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, though. Something that stumped me. I mean, 
I haven't had many personal experiences that I couldn't at least come up with a plausible explanation for myself. Okay. Okay. Here's one just out of curiosity that I was there for. Hmm. You remember when we were at the military park in Vicksburg in the Mm -hmm. tunnel? Yeah. That goes under the hill. Yeah. And Max said, all right, y'all need to, we were standing there like reading the graffiti in the tunnel and Max is at the very end of our lineup and goes, all right, y'all need to move. And I said, why? And he said, because something's breathing on the back of my neck. And we hurry up and go out of the tunnel and then just mist rolled down the fucking hill at us. I didn't see that. You were fucking at the front of the line. How did you not see that? I didn't see any mist. You I don't remember. are fucking just trying not to remember. I guess he missed it. I mean, oh. oh. I mean, I mean, I, I am, I'm fallible too. So, I mean, that could have been cognitive dissonance that, you know, like, if it was there, I just blocked I it out because just, it didn't, you were just, like, I would like to think that uh, I would have noticed it. Dude, I mean, you were, you must've just like noped the shit out of that in your and, head. And, and also, like I said, I've, there are times I can succumb to that panic, but right. also in the same vein, I try not to in that panic state take my uh, observations too seriously because right well the temperature did like suddenly drop when we stepped out but the sun was going down but like i'm sure you were like well that's what happened because i'm not dealing with this <laughs> yeah i mean it could be either way i mean sure i don't know i don't remember enough about it. i remember that trip and i remember us being like right you know, I it was that was once again. What is it about you and Max that are able to panic me so easily? Because it's us. I don't know any Both of other you succumb reason. to it pretty, pretty and easily. Warren and I wasn't just really in. calm either. Was Warren there too? Yeah, on it was but all yeah, four that, of us. That and the Grand Gulf thing. Both times that your <laughs> panic drove me to panic. I don't know, man. I think it's because there's two of us when it happens. Well, yeah, it's and the majority you just rule. Succumb. I mean, yeah. People, people are very pliable to the majority rules. Like if most people around you are doing something, well, it seems like a good idea, right? Right. So we got one last question here, uh, and this is for all three of us, David. This is from someone you know, Mitchell Hall. Yeah, I'm Mitchell going- Hall. He and I were uh, we we did some comic stuff together. Awesome. Would you like to read his question? Sure. So, how long before science will prove the existence of ghosts? Mike, I'm going to let you go first. I I have I just feel that in to me. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously this is just the way I feel that if ghosts were real, I think we could have at least found something by now. But okay. then again, they could be I mean, we're just now finding evidence of other quantum phenomenon. Right. But if it was as prevalent as unless in, so unless ghosts are something so so the human mind so you're saying unless they're a purely psychic phenomenon yes i mean or or at least mostly psychic and that they're somehow something in the human which would kind of make sense that if it was residual energy from a person that another mind would be more sensitive to that right then maybe but I don't know. I mean, how you long? 
it's hard to say because it's another, tied to technology. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, it's like, like at least another hundred years. So I, we would have to completely understand the workings of the human mind first, like yeah. because there there seem there appears to be like even quantum structures in sure. to neurons. Mm-hmm. Because if you just look look at neurons as a circuitry, it doesn't quite explain all of uh, human cognition. Right. So, there could be uh, components there that we don't understand. And once we yeah. do understand, maybe then. Like, have you heard the theory that we're, we're basically just uh, part of a huge uh, cloud computing system and that consciousness is part of this cloud? I have not heard that, but sure. Okay. And cool. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever. Um, I would think there'd be more, you know, if it's, if it is a cloud computer, it's the worstly interconnected cloud computer in existence. But. Sure. Okay. Fair. But, uh, it's a Dell. <laughs> it's a compact. It, it, it makes the matrix look like a Commodore 64. It's a Orlando. compact Presario. The matrix makes it look like a Commodore 64. Yeah. It's a compact Presario. Um, but with the speakers attached to the monitor. I mean, I mean, some weird quantum effects could tie together a lot of uh, psychic and uh, what am I looking for? Supernatural phenomenon. What if we're seeing like residual shit from the cloud, like people's leftover existence in the cloud? And, and also, time is kind of a weird thing too. So like like temporal echoes. Yeah, I mean, what like if what if thought about what if ghosts are just some people that are more sensitive to it, seeing echoes of right. no, because emotion, even though emotion is mostly chemical, mm-hmm. it does really trigger a lot of uh, neurological processes. Oh right, yeah, no, stuff. definitely. So, I mean, it could be that. I mean, who knows? Sure. Just just depends on what exactly a ghost is, and yeah, before we can actually explain it with science, because there's no real good unified theory of it yet. That's yeah. that's really thoughtful of you, Mike. You want your <laughs> mind that's going to completely just shit all over everything you just talked about? What's that? Uh, we're never going to discover ghosts because as the earth is moving, ghosts become disattached from the planet and we're just leaving a trail of the dead through space. So it's just just troll science. What? It's like troll parascience. Yeah, no, it's just this, this fucking trail of dead spirits screaming in space and loneliness. Wouldn't wouldn't we come back around to it on the next orbit? No, we wouldn't because we're moving through the galaxy. I know. So we're basically leaving this trailing spiral of the damned through space as That's we go. So sad. That is. And I just want oh. you to think about that. Every time you think but, about me, remember that that's what I'm expecting after I die. Kevin, um, but then there would be no ghost sightings because there would be no ghosts. Schizophrenia. So, David, <laughs> what's your uh, what's your feelings when we discover ghosts? You know, um, I, I always like that theory that maybe like what we perceive as ghosts is just other timelines. Like it's us being aware of the, it's us having like that momentary perception of this is another reality and mm-hmm. it's bleeding onto ours. That's always been kind okay. of a fun theory for so me. So it's like a just 
perceptual bleed from another uh, version of this reality. Yeah, it's just into the spooky verse, basically. Into the spooky verse <laughs> would be the best Disney World ride. I'm just going to say that. So, guys, we are at uh, almost two hours of recording. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. I think, I think it'll be a lot of cutout because we did. There's going to be some cutout where I've had bits. to go pee and rough yeah. bits no, no, and stuff like that. Bonus content. So, is that what that's called? Uh, yes. But uh, one thing I did want to say on <laughs> mm-hmm. closing is yeah. that uh, the, the uh, question about what makes me ponder. And we had mentioned it before, but like Mandela effects stuff. Oh yeah, does, we're gonna do a give whole a episode. I you know we can go into it in that episode, but there's been things that I've thought were like, no, that can't be the way it was. This like, is all about the, the fruit of the loom logo, the, isn't the, it? Yeah. The, well, well, first the the Berenstein. Yeah. It's not no, Stain. I am from the Berenstein Bear universe. God damn it. Um. And and yeah, the the fruit of the loom. I didn't realize that until we were like at work one day. That there's no cornuco- that. There's never been a corpia- cornucopia behind them. Yes. Yeah. No. Holy fuck shit, that. What? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know that. Holy shit! We just <laughs> fucked up David's head. Oh, oh my god! What? No, there's you're lying no, to me. No, I'm dead serious. There's no cornucopia behind that shit. There I never was has I'm been. Projecting this weekend, but I guess I'm gonna go back. <laughs> yeah. No, the sorry, dude. There never was. Yeah, this is what you're doing this weekend, buddy. Sorry, we fucked I need to up find your that life. Cornucopia. <laughs> no wonder See, things have gone south. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Ever since we left the cornucopia universe, it's all been shit. So that's that's we, we got to do an episode about Mandela effect. It's At least gonna, like well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna do an episode about glitches in reality that will involve simulation theory, the Matrix, uh, stuff like the Mandela effect, that kind of stuff. Or maybe that would fit more in a multiverse Ooh, episode. Well, we'll talk about that as well. We're basically going to do a uh, reality episode. Reality. Yeah, I like that idea. And we're going to get Clark on for that one because he is down for that shit. That's his, <clears throat> that's his jam, yo. That's his jam, yo. That and ghosts. This is my jam, bitch. All right, so uh, that just leaves me to say thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you again to Holly. You are now queen of the podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, don't forget to head to our website, supernatpod.rocks or supernaturalselectionpod.com. You can go there. You will find a link to our Discord where you can join in the discussion, submit questions for the podcast. You can promote your stuff. You can post the most cringy shit you can find on the internet. Uh, We also have our Patreon where you can join. We're going to be posting some stuff on there, uh, little samples of our bonus content, which is fucking hilarious. Me and Mike are reading a book together. Me or I'm reading a book at Mike. Let's at get me. that right. At Mike. I, I like the uh, the the implied violence of at <laughs> in that sen- sentence. Yes, and me and David have been watching these documentaries, and we're gonna start riffing them like a riff tracks thing. Hmm. And uh, it's gonna be a lot of fucking fun. I'm gonna post like some little content there so you can see what you're missing, and. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media at SupernatPod. Uh, we're on Twitter and Facebooks. Uh, you can listen to this and other fantastic shows and music on Deviant Behavior Radio, found at DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. 
David, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on the interwebs as at HPKOMIC. And instead of plugging anything, I just want to mention that my wife, Holly, just came in with a cornucopia. Completely <laughs> apropos of nothing. Well, I mean, she heard me say something about a cornucopia, so there we go. I, we I was going to say, uh, this is some fucked up synchronicity right here. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, also, hi, Holly. Uh, Mike, <laughs> have you got anything you want to promote other than this show? Not really. I don't have men, any irons in the fire, really. All right. Now, you and me still need to work on our podcast, uh, Mr. Monk Monk's Brain. Yeah, I need to stop being lazy. That's that's purely yeah. my fault. We've got like this show that's going to be a little bit like a roundtable of gentlemen, but even stupider. Yeah, Kevin, uh, Kevin and I tend to get on tangents, and we decided, well, we should probably put that to uh, some permanent medium and let yeah. people hear our insanity. Yeah, so we're going to do that well, at the, some point in the future. Like, we will... Okay, you know how... And there they, will be guests. You know the house dead horses that you can beat? Well, we, we like, grind that dead horse up, like, dry it out, and, like, snort that dead horse. Yeah. <laughs> we That horse is fucked nine ways to Sunday. Um. So, yeah, Mike, thank you so much for doing this episode with no us. No problem. Uh, I always love having you on, and the fact that you were in the driver's seat was great. Uh, David, thank you so much. I know you got some stuff coming up. Uh, I know you got the Nostradamus thing uh, cooking in the background yep. and some other stuff. I know I, next week, we're probably going to be doing the vatican secret archive and i hope both of you can be there for that i should be there for that because that's going to be because like we're going to talk about some amazing stuff including like 1200 years of secrets and jesus's foreskin and you know what it's also an opportunity Mm -hmm. opportunity for me to bust out some really fucking racist italian accents damn i'm very excited about this could be so fucking good is it going to be worse than uh jared leto's Italian accent. It's going to be so <laughs> much worse than that. I haven't seen House of Gucci yet. Is it that bad? I, I, I haven't a, seen, I've seen it. a clip and oh my god. We're going to make he, him look like a fucking it, Oscar winner. It basically sounds like Mario. <laughs> it's a me! Gucci! Mia. Yeah. Mamma Mia! Mia make a closer! Okay. So, uh, that's about it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Again, head to supernatpod.rocks. Check out the Discord and the Patreon. Please give if you can. It will help keep the show going and we can start upgrading our equipment. Anyway, thank you, everyone. We love you so much. Uh, Grape, not Eros, but a a little bit Eros. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So until next time, stay safe and stay frosty. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Arch those crystals. (laughs) Meh. Supernatural Selection has been a production of DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. You can find it and more shows broadcast weekly at DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. Our theme music is Screensaver by Kevin McLeod. It is used through Creative Commons license, and more of his music can be found at incompetech.filmmusic.io.